Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back from break. Welcome back to Old School, 93.7 The Ticket, the Ticket FM. Com. I hope we still have Jay Foreman on the phone so he can give us some more insight. Here. Hey, what's, what's up, Jay? Uh, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if I got insight. I got some sight, but I don't know if I got insight. <laughs> and, um, uh, like, we went, you know, we went to break, man. I thought, you know, I think, you know, obviously the way the Nebraska, you know, basketball season ended, you know, obviously I think it was there was a positive, but the ultimate positive would have been obviously winning, you know, that uh, – you know, Big Ten game, you know, because they had it in the hands a little bit and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, lost it, especially against the team that they beat before. But with that being said, you know, what Fred Hoiberg was able to do, in my opinion, and I want your guys' opinion as well, was, was go into the transfer portal last year and really change the narrative of what he was looking for in a player, right? So felt like he went out and got more guys that fit roles, team guys, uh, and they meshed very well and were able to battle through um, you know, some big, you know, catastrophic injuries to, you know, really, you know, foundation type of players. We think Vandermeer probably one of the better on-ball defenders in the nation. Um, good ball handler, could take the pressure on, you know, off of Greasel from the ball handling standpoint, started to get a shot. And then you think uh, Gary, who was, you know, really somebody that could, you know, create the energy, you know, every time he, he got on the court, but, you know, was, a, you know, showed good range, and uh, defense and rebounding and being able to finish, in, you know, in the paint on the break. Both of those guys go down and Nebraska team to withstand it and play well. Now he's back in the portal and addresses, I think, two needs that they need. Continue to need shooting and got a big guy, you know, in frame-wise. Obviously, um, you know, you, you know, the, it's going to be a step up in competition for him um, in the frame-wise. Uh, that can handle the Big Ten. He looks like a Big Ten power forward. Maybe it goes with Blaze Keita, obviously with goggles. Um, you got, you know, Rock Lloyd Jr. coming. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be the guy that's gonna really, you know, pair with Lawrence and Casey to really give uh, people some fits because I think when you have a six-six legit table setter and him with Lawrence, that's a combo guard with Casey that could be a sniper. You give you some flexibility. I just want to know what you guys thought about the first two commits in the transfer portal for Nebraska basketball and where do you see them going in the future? Oh, I think these two are massive gets and they're like you just said, they're going to fill some holes that Nebraska is really going to need. Bryce Williams um, coming in from Charlotte, I believe um, a sharpshooter. Like you just said, he shoots around, you know, a high 30% from three point land, which is exactly what Nebraska needs to hopefully pair with the sniper. Like you just mentioned, Casey Tominaga, whenever, hopefully whenever he decides that he's going to come back to Nebraska and announce his intentions. Um, if those two can pair up Nebraska is going to have a great one, two punch from deep and then uh rink mast who I think they might actually play him at the five. He's six, nine, six, 10, but he does all, almost all of his damage from inside the paint. He was shooting in the 93rd percentile on just on hook shots alone, the 93rd percentile from inside the paint with hook shots. He loves it. He can shoot with the right or the left, and he's very just deadly accurate with that. He shot about, I think, mid-30s from three-point land, but he only took about one a game. So he's another guy that can stretch the floor. But like you said, um, 
in terms of his frame, he looks like he can play in the Big Ten, 6'9", 6'10", somewhere around 240-ish pounds. So it's not like he's a skinny big man. He's got a little bit of heft to him, and I think that um, with him at the four or the five to play, to pair with Blaze Cada or uh, Wilhelm Breidenbach, I think that's a nice those – are, those are some really nice – those are three really nice bigs that you have in there. And if Wilhelm can find his shot that he had in high school, you'll have two stretch bigs and Blaze Kata in there who, as I said before, his defensive IQ is off the charts. His offense is still a work in progress, but he's he's he he can get you a couple of buckets, hopefully, uh, this coming season if he improves. But um, Bryce Williams is a massive get to pair with the rest of that, that backcourt. Um, that Nebraska has currently, like you said, Jamarcus Lawrence, uh, Ramel Lloyd Jr., and Casey Chominago. Whenever hopefully he decides to come back, Nebraska coming in the transfer portal, coming out of the transfer portal strong uh, with these first two gets. Bach, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm just trying to start to picture where these guys fit because I think you still need a, a true point guard, um, and I think from you know what they're going to have to run with is, is maybe untested guys. You know, they've got this whole lineup now of a lot of guys with uh, with uh, College experience, but they, you know, if you're still kind of thinking that true point guard, you might think Ramel Lloyd Jr., Quran McPherson, who's coming off that injury. Um, worst case scenario, if one of those guys can't do it, Casey's had uh, some experience. If he's coming back, um, you know, with with uh, ball handling, not necessarily his forte, but you know, talking with Strick over over the the last couple of months, uh, he's saying that's something he he really should work on. So I don't know if that's Nebraska. Um, what they want to do, we'll kind of see. We've seen in the past them try to get guys and. To the league or better uh, prepare themselves to get into the league and maybe that not necessarily work best for Nebraska. Um, I'm fascinated to see what they do there because, you know, just again, with, with Strick's kind of thoughts there, um, is are they going to do what's best for him as far as getting to the next level or do what's best for Nebraska, which is play him in the role that he was playing. Uh, you know, off ball, he's so effective uh, and scoring over 20 points per game there down the stretch uh, dang near every time. Um, so that will be interesting. But again, other than that, you know, Jamarcus Lawrence can can bring up the ball. So I, I, I'm just interested because for years we've talked about them not having a true point guard. Um, I don't know if any of those if, if they necessarily have that. Um, I, obviously, you can win with or without that. And they've also, you know, with the with the other guys we're talking about, I mean, if, if they bring in, um, you know, a Hunter Salas, could, could he be that guy? But ultimately, um, I think they're going to have to go with somebody that's not necessarily a proven point to start the to start the season and, and they'll have to kind of figure that out um but i i said it earlier and i'll say it again you know this this roster it, it might not have the uh bryce mcgowan's five star everybody gets excited about them coming in um but y you've got a lot of college experience here and, and and i mean right now they have 11 players on the roster if you if you count Kase tamanaga um going after some more in the portal that you expect um will have will, will bring some pretty good experience if they do grab those guys or they've got another guy in a high school recruit um, who's got North Carolina and Villanova uh, after him. He's got Nebraska in his final uh, four, final five excuse me, with them in Brady Dunlap a shooter uh, and shooters maybe can sometimes get to the floor pretty quickly um, but uh, one way or the other maybe that would be an exception. The rest of these guys you're talking about, you know, and if they do add those, those two other guys in the port, they're talking 11 to 13 players um, with with Eli Rice included the, the freshman that, that has been really good uh where you know where he's been um that i i mean basically fighting for eight or nine spots of playing time and of course you can fight through that um in the non-con play where a lot of these guys you know will, will battle it out but the point is i don't think this is going to be a team that's going to lack 
depth or lack um, different types of lineups that they can throw out you throw at you. Um, maybe with again with the exception here and there of, of you know ideally you'd rather have a, a true point or or, or or you know a Derek Walker type center. So, so you're going to have to get used to not having some of those pieces. But I, I just see a lot of different lineup combinations and and a lot of battling for playing time because um, you know none of these guys are at that superstar level. Maybe with the exception of, of Casey Tamanaga, um, obviously showing that if, if he does indeed return, he's, he's a must play. Um, but everybody else, you know, it, it, it could be if you're hot or not that week. And, <laughs> and you know, going, going on those hot spells, cold spells we've seen from guys like oh, C.J. Wilcher, um, you know, have, if he'll have hot games and I'll have a couple cold games. Um, it might be beneficial for um, those guys. And, and as they work on this this offseason and, and we'll, we'll see with with um, some of the work they do is consistency will be a big part of, of whether you're going to be consistently in that lineup. Yeah, I think, you know, with Romero Lloyd Jr. and Lawrence, I, I think them, as far as the point guard, they're fine. Mm. I mean, if you, if you you know, to be honest with you, I could make a good argument that even even with the emergence of Lawrence late last year, even with Greasel, even with the emergence of Casey and and Vandemel, that Romero Lloyd shouldn't, you know, well, I don't know if it, I, mean, I think it was more of his choice to red shirt, which might have been smart so he can get a full year of really, you know, uh, you know, running the show. But I can definitely make a good argument that he definitely could have played last year because because the way he handled the ball and was able to you know set guys up uh, in the preseason or the non conference or kind of like the silly season was uh, you know commendable. Now the shooting obviously need to improve and that's the, that comes down to putting the work in and development with the coaching staff. But when you have a, a guy a kid that's legit six six that essentially has played junior college level basketball since he's been in ninth grade. Um, and been successful. Him making a transition from being redshirt to playing. Now, look, and I'm not saying he's going to be all Big Ten or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a learning curve. But I think it would be in good hands, and I think by the end of the season you'll be talking about him like we were talking about Lawrence. And you have a combo guard, a 6'6 guard. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a little bit shorter than Griezmann. Not as big. Now Sam's a big old kid, but you can do some things. And so um, I think they they feel pretty good there. I think if they could get another forward, uh, obviously, in a slasher in uh, you know Hunter Salas and get uh, Latrell Wright though, um, the, the the I think they could be I, I think that fits in Fred Hoiberg's wheelhouse and I think it bodes well for Nebraska football uh, or not football excuse me basketball um, you know moving forward. I mean Nebraska football getting Latrell Wright and Hunter Hunter Salas would be pretty interesting. <laughs> You're gonna say yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, they've got some good receivers, but uh, I no, can see I, it. I, I want to save them, save them from bodily harm, but. You know, I think I think that if they can get one or two, I think you know Fred Hoiberg will be pretty happy. And obviously, we got Rice coming in here, and uh, you know, look, I think you got to start somewhere. I think you know the good thing about him is it seems like you know, hey, look, you're in the Big Ten, you had to adjust. You didn't, you know, you came in and and uh, maybe got humbled a little bit, understood that you you know being senior later in teams and guys that know how to play within the Big Ten and and, and play some defense now, right? Um, and then you have length on defense and you have energy. You get, you know, you got to think is if you looked at the team that ended the season versus the team that's already going to come back with mm-hmm. Gary, you know, adding Gary, that's like a recruit because you didn't get in the whole season and, mm-hmm. um, and, and they didn't catch their, re, you know, their, their uh, rhythm while he was playing. So I think they're, they're better off than what people want to give them. The hard thing about it is they're in the Big Ten. It's a grind. But I think when you think of teams, even like Michigan losing some players. Minnesota lost their best player to Ohio State. Nebraska beat Ohio State, so they're in better shape in their in the in Ohio State's best player 
went to the pros. They're a little bit in, in better ground, I think, because of the foundation that they set last year, ideally moving to next year. We'll just see what happens. Now, to me, I mean, the, just those two players that you mentioned in, in, in Latrell Reitzel and Hunter Salas, to me, the must-get out of those two is, Latre, is Latrell Reitzel Jr. Because although he played at Cal State Fullerton, which is a, a group of five, or a, a, a single-bid conference to the NCAA tournament, I guess we'll go with that, um, he took his game from, from averaging nine points as a freshman and 6.7 points as a sophomore. He took over that team and I think became their number one option, averaging 16 points, um, four, four and a half rebounds and two and a half assists a game while shooting 42% from the field and 38% from three point. And I think with his ability to score the basketball, and I, I mentioned it earlier, the ice that he has in his veins, he hit what, like two or three game winners for Cal State Fullerton this season. I, I think that getting him and adding him into this lineup, whether he's a point guard, a combo guard, whatever you're going to do with him, uh, I think that is a massive need for Nebraska in terms of getting somebody who you can give the ball to and you let them go to work and score the basketball. Yeah, I think, look, you add him and, and, he, and you can put Harness Alice in there to where he can use what he what he learned at Gonzaga and and develop and, you know, be pushed and put it, you know, kind of thrown in the fire. Um Adding on with Ramel Lloyd Jr., with Lawrence, with Casey, with Gary. You got a nice mix, and then Blaze Keita. Um, and then, uh, you know, you got Braden back. I think you've got a nice little, you know, I call it Mr. T starter kit. Now what you're going to need is everybody take a huge step forward. And that's all, you know, not all, but it's a big, um, it's a personal choice. And mm-hmm. so if everybody, you know, really decides to do that, you know, if Strick was on, he'd tell you, you can do some amazing things because just because you're not a starter doesn't mean you're not a finisher. And so I think if they, you know, embrace their roles and everybody embraces getting better, uh, I think you'll see some more positive and I think you'll see a quicker start and not, not have to depend on, you know, finishing a certain way when teams might be getting worn out. I think you will see good basketball from start to finish. So, um, that's a good segment about Nebraska football or Nebraska basketball. I don't know. It's football. football. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys to think about something going into the break. I'm gonna. I want your number on Nebraska football roster of number of guys that leave in the portal and the number that they'll end up at before they start approaching guys at the portal. You get what I'm saying? So it's two different things. How many guys are gonna go in the portal, and what's the number when we talk about instead of 98, will it be 81? Will it be 82? And uh, you know how many scholarships they go and try to fill. Um, in that uh, vortex, what we like to call the transfer portal. Okay. All right. Sounds good. With that being said, new, new school, old school is going to go to break, and we'll be right back at the uh, bottom of the hour. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 